Welcome to another episode of Better Business, Better Life. I'm your host, Deborah Chantry-Taylor. I'm passionate about helping entrepreneurs and their leadership teams get what they want out of business and life. On the show, I invite successful business owners and expert speakers to share their successes. They are open and honest about the highs and lows of business and also life as a business owner. We want to share those learnings with you to inspire you, but also to help you avoid some of the common mistakes. My hope is that you take something from each of these short episodes that you can put into action to help you get what you want, not only out of your business, but also your life. So good morning. Welcome to another episode of Better Business, Better Life. I am here today with the beautiful Justine Parsons, who is the founder and visionary for your virtual assistant here in New Zealand. Uh, welcome, Justine. Lovely to have you. Lovely to be here. Thank you, Deb. Oh, pleasure. So Justin and I have actually known each other for many, many years. We go a long, long way back. But it was really interesting. We hadn't actually spoken for a while. And out of the blue, I got a phone call from Justine in early 2020 saying that she saw I was doing EOS as an implementer. And could we have a chat? And so we got together and we had a chat. And from there began, I suppose, what I would call your EOS journey. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that this morning and how, what that's been like. But before we start, Justine, would love the listeners to get a sense of who you are. So could you share a professional and personal best with me, please? Okay, a professional best is, um, and this goes back to working with you with EOS and finding out what our core values are, which has been um, oh, priceless in terms of who we work with and who we work for. Um, so last week we um, successfully won a client, Save the Children. I'm really passionate about supporting businesses who are out there doing good and changing the world. So yes. that's a huge win. We were up against a temp agency. So as a virtual assistant business, we were more expensive. Um, so, yeah, that's a huge win. Congratulations, that's fantastic. Oh, thank you. Um, Personally, it remains the fact that I don't work weekends. I catch up on my emails on a Sunday night, but just having that time to recharge, get away from work is so good. And doing it guilt-free. So that's something I'm really proud of and grateful for. Because it's a real skill, isn't it? You can take the time off if you spend the whole time worrying about the business or feeling guilty about it, then you might as well not bother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so some time away is just recharging. Wow, that's wonderful. Hey, look, so let's talk a little bit about your EOS journey. So we had that fateful call. It was before this whole COVID-19 pandemic, and we came in and we talked about what um, EOS was. Tell me a little bit about, you know, how did you come across EOS? Why did you come to me? Tell me a little bit about the story. We were approached late not 2019 by a client wanting us to support him in an integrator role. Yep. And I hadn't heard of EOS. So I did some research online, thought, oh, wow, this is simple. It's actionable. and um, There's heaps of free tools. I can do this myself. Um, so I spent a week working through all the tools, um, got really excited, and then life um, jumped it right down the priority list. You know, client work always comes first, so it got pushed aside. And so then when I saw on LinkedIn that you'd become accredited, I was like, wow, I know Deb, I trust Deb, I would love to work with you. Um, so I reached out to you. Yeah. 
And just so the listeners got a bit of a sense of your business. So you run a virtual assistant business, yes. but it's a little bit different. I mean, all of your virtual assistants are based here in New Zealand. Yes. Um, they're all from a variety of backgrounds. So how, how many do you have now on the team? Um, we've got 27 at the moment. Yep. And um, the business has been going for 22 years. Is that right? 22 years. For the last 10 years, I um, went from just being me to having growing a team of contractors. Yep. Um, trying to get away from a job and more towards a business. Um, yeah. So that's what we do. We support businesses with virtual assistant services. And so for just for those of who don't really understand virtual assistant services and maybe just thought it's all about taking it offshore, tell me what your team actually do. Why do they exist? We partner with our clients. We work with them across their business. Um, I pair them up with what we call a lead VA who gets to know them, builds a relationship with our client, um, gets to know their business, and they then project manage that client's tasks amongst the team. Um, so we've got for example, graphic designer, WordPress, social media, content writers, um, so that you've got the best person um, for that particular job. Yeah, so it's not like a a traditional kind of VA could just be one person and they might try and do everything for you, but there's some challenges around that in terms of specialty, but also what happens if they're not available, right? Absolutely. Um, So it's a win-win our model in that our clients are getting that expertise for their particular task and from a team point of view our unbillable time is much less because we're not constantly trying to learn different things yeah okay excellent and what does one of your ideal clients look like they're out there yes making a difference in the world um they share our core values they're great communicators they're respectful they're not micromanagers um and they see the value and what we can do for them. Fantastic. Okay. So we go back to 2020 when we had that sort of that initial catch up. And I know we're very excited and we're all very keen to get on board. And then, of course, COVID hit, right? Yes. And I and, reached out to you and I was, Deborah, can we postpone this? <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what clients we're going to lose. I'm scared and uncertain. And yeah, can we pause? Yep. And what was my response? <laughs> yes, um, more than happy to pause, but think about it, Justine. Um, is this not the best time to be looking at a system like EOE? So no matter what the future brings, we're ready for it. Yeah, perfect. And I'm so pleased that you kind of thought about that and came on board. So we actually started back in March I think it was the end of March 2020, which was just as everything had locked down. Now, fortunately, uh, because you're a virtual team and I can hold my sessions virtually, we were able to get stuck into it then. And we did. We decided with a focus day. Um, And that was so that was almost 16 months ago now. Um, I think in the beginning, tell us what that journey was like for you. I, I came to you because, and I know it's an EOS term, but we'd hit the ceiling. Yeah. Um, 2019, there's been a whole lot of virtual assistants come to the market. So we were no longer getting that really good organic growth. So I was a bit tired, but losing the passion. And I knew I needed to do something to be in a different place um, in the future. So like I said, I tried self-implementing. 
But having those initial days with you really shone the light on the fact that me implementing EOS was one-dimensional. Um, having the value of someone outside of our organisation and bringing in our leadership team to work on our VTO and our core values and our accountability chart, I canned everything I'd done <laughs> by myself. <laughs> and um, what was the, the value of having an external person? So I often get asked this, but I mean, I'm, I'm all for people self In fact, as long as people use EOS, I'm a happy person, right? Because I just want people to have a, a better life for a better business. So please, everybody, you know, do whatever you can to get EOS into your business. But what do you think the, the key differences are between trying to do it yourself as a self-implementer and actually working with a professional EOS implementer? The key differences were, oh, there's so many. One, you taught us EOS in the order it should be taught. Um, so you took us through the exercises, the planning sessions, um, and we got the very best out of EOS, whereas I was picking what was fun to do. Um, <laughs> another factor is you we're accountable to you. So because I trust you, but also because we are paying for um, your support, yeah. I can't afford to not make the most use of it so there's that accountability factor you call me on my bullshit excuses <laughs> you you encouraged me to have some difficult conversations when I would have gone around that route because um, I don't like confrontations um so you pushed me and my team to uh, what's the word uh to do more yep okay so pushing you sort of to, to, to lift that game, that's fair enough. And I, and I remember in the beginning, I mean, we, we now know that you're the visionary, right? But you were actually wearing many, many hats in the beginning, weren't you? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I and I that. thought I was the best person to wear those hats. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we now, we've now got, so we're, so we're 60 months into the journey. We've actually gone through our annual planning session just recently, and it was really wonderful. We've now got a full team. We've got an integrator in the business. We've got you as the visionary. Um, we've got a person who's looking after operations. We've got the finance side. You still wear some of the sales and marketing at the moment, don't you? Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But in general, um, what is, what's the change been like for you to be able to get to that? And, and what was it like having to let go? Um, letting go wasn't, once I had the right people, so it took us a little while to, um, for example, find an integrator. Um, it took us a little while to find Nikki as our operations manager because it was so important um, to get the right people because we're about people. Mm. Once once we did that, then letting go was easy because the trust was there, the planning and the foundational work that we'd done with you was there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so letting go as opposed to seeing the value and bringing more heads into the game um, was a win-win. Yeah. And so now, I mean, I know that people – People are often looking for that kind of magic silver bullet. I always say to anybody, if you're looking for a magic silver bullet or a magic potion, EOS is not it because it takes hard work. It takes consistency. It really means you have to stick at it and um, adopt the process really purely. 
the first six months, would you? How would you say it was in terms of the business? Was it? What were the challenges along the way? You know that cheese egg. Good things take time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the first six months was slow. We um, we were getting our systems up to speed. We were working hard to make sure that they were followed by all. So all that non-exciting um, legwork, but. Yeah. So we'd look and we were so focused on issues. We had to make a really strong point to look back at what we'd achieved um, each week and each month and each quarter. Uh, But the momentum picked up. So um, our successes and our achievements, um, they're coming faster and and I mean, we've got some big goals that we've worked on with you. We want to go from a team of 27 as it is now to 510 years. Yeah. Um, but I know that we've got the foundational work to be able to do that um, in a good way. Yep, fantastic. And you now, so now you have really kind of embraced that visionary role and I've seen what that's done for the business. But can you share a little bit with us what that has meant for you to be freed up to do what we would call your God-given talent or your unique ability. What does that feel like? What has it meant for you? Oh, it's so exciting. Um, we've for the past five years, I've been wanting to do online courses. Um, so having this space has meant that we've launched our virtual business manager academy. Yep. It's meant that I'm spending much more time like we've recently implemented one-on-one catch-ups with each of the team um and I have one a week which is just priceless it's about you know those personal connections that I really care about which you don't get time for when you're you know swapping hats (laughs) all day long yeah (laughs) so they would be the biggest things just having the space to get things done that have been on the back burner and those relationships. Yeah. Okay. So was there a, I mean, it, it's different for every company. So you can't say, hey, look, at month seven, suddenly everything falls into place. But when do you think everything did start to fall into place and you could start to see sort of some measurable results? Because it isn't an overnight thing. No, it would have been late last year. Yeah. Um, we were hitting our financial targets. We weren't hitting um, some of our intangible, um, like we've got a happiness scale and things like that. Um, so late last year, we really started to see, we were we were achieving 90% of our weekly to-dos. We were on track with our quarterly rocks. Um, we were much more focused about what we could achieve. So we were being more realistic with our weekly level 10 meetings. Um, yeah. So late last year. Okay. And how did that feel? Well, so <laughs> <laughs> like, um, and I think I've said this to you before, I had a small business mentality when I came to you. Oh, it's me yeah. and my team. Um, we've, I'm now at the helm of a business that I'm so proud of, that we know what our strengths are. We know who we want to work with. We know what our goals are. Um, so knowing where we're going has been huge. 
yeah, I'm so proud of it. Excellent. And of course, we did our annual planning session just uh, a month ago, I think it was. And and review, in the annual planning session, we review the year that has been. And you had a fantastic year last year, right? We did. Yeah. Um, and yet you still helped us make, um, identify a whole lot of issues that we still had. <laughs> <laughs> we Working through that SWOT analysis with you, yep. getting the um, leadership team involved, I keep referring back to it, Deb. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what are our issues? What are our opportunities? Um, yeah, I was nervous coming into that annual planning because I didn't want to let you down. Oh, um, it's not about me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I had a picture of what we were going to achieve and you hit it out of the park. Um, you can't always do that without someone outside who's, helping you see things that you wouldn't see in your little comfort zone. Yeah. It's one of the things I talk about, you know, my role within those days is, is basically threefold. You know, I am a teacher in terms of helping you to understand how to use the EOS tools in the proven, proven process in the right way. I'm also a facilitator and um, people who are listening in can't see, but I've got my elephant here in the <laughs> back of the podcast room and I use my elephant, my other tools to actually help facilitate to get people comfortable with being uncomfortable and having those sometimes difficult conversations. And then I am the coach, which is the person who, if you think about a coach of a, of a sports team, they actually are not in the team, in the weeds, doing the stuff. They can actually take a, a, a much more holistic view because they're not in that involved and I think that's probably one of the key things that I love is that I I treat every one of my clients if it's my own business but at the same time I am actually able to see it from a coaching perspective which is looking at what you're doing from the outside and being able to give some insight from that perspective and that's what I think a lot of businesses are missing is that outside that coaching that implementer yep. role um you don't realise how much further you can push yourself without that. Yes. Hey, one of the things we did in the annual planning session and we always do was a little team health exercise. You and without giving away everything about it, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what that was like for you? Because I know you were a bit nervous about it. And then uh, what you how you felt afterwards. That was really hard. Um, yeah. Uh, you took us into that exercise saying, here's a fun little exercise. Um, and each of us, um, each of the leadership team had to think really hard. Uh, we've put the one thing that we need to work on that came out of that exercise. It's um, We touch on it in our weekly Level 10 meetings. Yep. Um, we can't tick it off until the end of the year, but... That, that was really hard and it really helped to grow the trust and support that we have in the team. Yeah. Okay, good. Because I know yeah. you, you were you were very nervous about it. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's great to see that you're, you're using it. Okay. I, so think, I, I think I actually teared up um, during that exercise. So your version of fun and mine are slightly different. <laughs> Okay, so I might be a little bit of a sadist or whatever. <laughs> 
masochist one or the other, both, both perhaps. Um, hey, just from a uh, a tool perspective, EOS has got a, a huge sort of, well, not a huge raft of tools. It's got a, a core set of tools and some additional tools that actually help. And um, the one of the things we, we love about EOS is how simple it is. But simple doesn't always mean easy, right? So simple, we use we use tools like a SWOT, which has been around for many, many centuries. Um, but yes. it's about how you actually implement it. Do you have a favorite tool, do you think, from the EOS toolkit? I mentioned working through our core values with you was one of the most pivotal things that we've done. Yep. IDSing, we're still getting better at. I've asked my um, integrator to become an expert on it so that we can make that um, something we do as an entire team um, as part of our day-to-day. The level 10 meetings yeah, is my favourite tool. Yeah, actually, it's one of my favourite ones too. I actually think that if if you did nothing else but instigate level 10 meetings, I think it has a, a, a fundamental um, impact on the business that you just can't get yeah. from any other tool. That's so, where yeah. our traction and our momentum comes from, those weekly level 10 meetings. And I remember back in the beginning, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, you know, we, I always teach people how to do the level 10 meetings and I come and check in to see how they're going. Um, and I think we had our check-in and we, we recognised a few things that could be tweaked and we helped with that. And then you kind of fell off the wagon a little bit with the level 10 meetings, didn't you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Like there. laughs> we were sprawled on the asphalt. <laughs> <laughs> and, and still, we're still, how many months have we been on this EOS journey? Last week at our level 10, we were talking, like I said, about IDSing. Yep. And I said to the ladies, if Deb was in on this meeting, would she be proud of how we've just IDS these issues? And we decided you wouldn't be proud, which is why (laughs) Sue's to do is to go away and become an expert in IDSing. I think the problem was... I IDSed and I didn't let the team contribute. <laughs> so I talked for five minutes, came up with the solution and said, okay, so we can tick that off. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're recognizing it. That's the important thing. And yeah. I think that's that's part of why I say it's a journey, right? Because it, it doesn't, you can't just start doing it and get it all absolutely 100% right in the beginning. It takes time to, to strengthen, like muscles at the gym, right? It takes time to strengthen those muscles in the business. Um, and the stronger they get, and we talk about working on those six components, then the stronger you get in those six key components, the better the business becomes, the stronger the business overall becomes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Okay, cool. So um, in terms of the journey, obviously, you know, you've been doing it for a while now. Could you share with us sort of three top tips that you would give to somebody else who might be considering going on a similar journey? Yes, absolutely. So as I said, Um, We were introduced to EOS by a client and I went and did my research, worked through some of the tools, so I had an awareness of EOS and I knew it was a good fit for us. The second tip I would say would be to think about where you're at in your business now and where you want to be in in a year's time. I knew if I didn't change, nothing would change. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really wanted to get to a different place. Yeah. And the third thing would be to have a nice strings chat with the lovely Deborah. Um, <laughs> because you don't hold back. Um, you say it like you see it. And 
you need to talk to someone outside of your team. Yeah, fair enough. That's great. And like I said, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not a pressure salesperson at all. In fact, I don't actually mind if you work with me or not. I'm just really passionate about seeing people have a better life. And I think the EOS tools help us to do that by creating that better business. So the free tools are amazing, aren't they? I mean, you, you, I'm always gobsmacked by how much EOS just gives to people without any expectation in return. And I guess that comes back to our core value of help first. But it is amazing what they, you can get online without any um, handing over of money, no commitment. It's just they want to help you to do better. Um, and they're also, yes, so they're invaluable as you're doing your research and possibly I know some companies do look at self-implementing. Yep. They're also invaluable when you're working with, like we still refer back to them if we're doing a quarterly team meeting and we want to talk about clarity breaks or something, we'll go to the free tools and... This is your quarterly, this is your whole team meeting that you have right yes yes yeah. so yeah. you're trying to roll it out now into those next levels down and getting people to start using those tools in their everyday life as well absolutely it's doing our business no good if it's just the leadership team who's embracing our eos we want to um we want our clients to benefit from it as well so we need the whole team to use it yeah fantastic well i've got to say I have genuinely loved working with you again in a different capacity this time round, but I've loved it. I've loved seeing you build up the team. I mean, having those right people is just so important. And I know you've got a really great team around you now, which makes it um, much easier for you. If somebody wanted to get in contact with you, Justine, and find out more about how you might be able to help their business or even just talk about EOS, I know you're very, very generous about talking about EOS and what it's done for you. How would they get in contact with you? I'm on LinkedIn, Justine Parsons, or go to our website, um, yourva.co.nz. I'm happy to talk to anyone. And I'm going to put you on the spot here now, but we've talked about core values. I know that you do use them because you're always looking for new VAs as well. So if there just happen to be somebody who either wants to become a VA or knows somebody wants to become a VA, what would be the, the, the core values you're looking for in your virtual assistants and I have put you on the spot there I know (laughs) (laughs) you have put us on the spot um we are looking for we've got six core values yep um and they're right through our onboarding process um so we are humbly confident we want to exceed expectations we're positively determined socially authentic ethically honest and we're trailblazers Fantastic. And I know when you do your core value speech, you've got a whole lot of stuff behind that that really helps people understand. How do you use those when it comes to employing people? What do you what do you do to, to make sure that they actually because people can say, oh yes, no, I'm 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 definitely humbly confident. Look how humbly confident I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. We they're in our uh, they're in the application form yep. that's on our website if you're looking to apply to join us. Um they so just simply we list our core values and we ask applicants to explain what that term means to them. Yep. Um, we ask them what their core values are. We talk about it. Um, onboarding, they apply, then they do a series of tests because um, we don't want average people working with us. We want amazing people. Yeah. <laughs> um, we go through the values in... Um, the Zoom before they join the team and then we have an onboarding dashboard um, so they're repeated in there. 
Um, we also recognise one of the team each month who has represented our core values or one of our core values. Um, and we look for those same values when we're working with clients. Yeah. <coughs> so they're integral into everything that we do. Oh, I can see that. That's wonderful. Hey, look. Thank you again for spending some time with me. I mean, I, I'm, I'm fortunate I get to talk to you quite regularly, but it's really nice of you to actually share your knowledge with our listeners and, and, and with me again. So thank you so much. I look forward to seeing, you know, I know what we've got planned for this year. I can't wait to see you achieve it. I know that you will. Um, so, so yeah, um, thank you very much, Justine. Oh, thank you for inviting me on. Um, it's a pleasure to share my journey, and I'm just really thankful that you're part of it. Oh, thanks, Justine. Wonderful. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Thanks again for joining us on Better Business, Better Life with me, your host, Deborah Chantry-Taylor. If you enjoyed what you heard, then please subscribe to this podcast and let us help you to get what you want out of business and life. Each week we release a new short episode which will give a success story and three takeouts to put into action immediately. These will help you take your business from good to great. The podcast is also supported by free resources, templates and useful tools, which you can find at deborahchantrytaylor.com. I am a trained entrepreneurial leadership and business coach, a professional EOS implementer, and an established business owner myself. I work with established businesses to help them get what they want. Feel free to contact me if you'd like to have a chat about how I might be able to help you, or if you'd like to join me as a guest on this podcast. Thanks again to NZ Audio Editors for producing this podcast. See you on the next episode.